but from a time period we don't really ever see before. Yeah. So if you haven't guessed, we're going back to the late 1800s to visit the new game from Avalanche Software, Hogwarts Legacy. Yes. We're going to be talking about um, what is the game, sort of the creation of the game, and then a little bit of the controversy surrounding it. Okay. Because there's quite a bit of controversy in more than one aspect. You think it's just like the one, but no, there's quite a bit. I, I've seen two different ones. Yeah, so we're going to get into all of it today. But first, okay. we got to start off with like, what, what is it? What is Hogwarts Legacy? Yeah, so Hogwarts Legacy is a 2023 action role-playing game developed by Avalanche Software and published by Warner Bros. Um, under its Portkey Games label, which is everything that's like dedicated to the wizarding world. Yeah, I was about to say, I used to play the um, mobile game, mobile. whatever. Um, yeah. The Hogwarts Mystery. And it was also under Portkey Games. Yeah. So the game is set in the Wizarding World universe, taking place in the late 1800s, a century prior to the events chronicled in the Harry Potter novels. The player controls a student enrolled in the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, who learns to wield an array of magical abilities and objects with the assistance of fellow students and professors. The protagonist embarks on a journey to unearth the ancient secret that has been long concealed within the Wizarding World. Boy, is that a mouthful. And you learn pretty early on, like, literally within, like, the first ten minutes of the game. It's, like, something to do with, like, Merlin and, like, his, his... Okay. Like, his life, a.k.a., like, is it a myth or is it real? Like, that's kind of, like, that's kind of the thing of the whole game is, like, you're going through trying to figure out if it's, like, real or, like, the history behind it. It's, it's cool. I'm trying to okay. go through this without giving any spoilers. I haven't gotten that far, so I don't think there's very many to give, but... Yeah. Just in the case. I've played like maybe 10 hours, 15 hours. The game's development commenced in 2018 while pre-release gameplay footage was leaked onto the internet in the same year. Following its official announcement in 2020, the game garnered significant anticipation. Following some delays, it was released on February 10th of 2023 for PlayStation 5, Windows, and Xbox Series XS. It is scheduled for release on PlayStation 4, Xbox One in May, and Nintendo Switch in July of 2023. Which, like, I don't get. Why Nintendo Switch? Yeah, that's the only weird one for me. 
the rest of them make sense. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty standard. Yeah, that's pretty standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Nintendo Switch. I was like, what? <laughs> but I feel like a lot of people have Nintendo Switch. That's fair. Um, the early access period of Hogwarts Legacy resulted in record-breaking viewership on streaming platform Twitch, making it the most watched single-player game of all time. Within wow. two weeks, Within two weeks after its launch, the game sold more than 12 million copies across all platforms, and it generated $850 million in global sales revenue and accumulated over 280 million hours played globally, breaking company records for Warner Bros. games. Yeah, it's, it's, it's enormous. Yeah. Hogwarts Legacy received generally favorable reviews from critics with praise for its combat, world design, characters, and faithfulness to its source material, and criticism for its technical problems and failure to innovate as an open-world game. Which I personally don't think is a fair criticism. I mean, open-world games, there's only so much you can do, like, innovation-wise. It's an open-world game. Like, you can you can do so much, but, like, eventually you have to keep your character, like, on the story path. You can't just let them, like, yeah. sit in no man's land forever. Like, so, I don't know. I think, I think that's kind of an unfair criticism. Um, as far as, like, technical problems, yes. We'll get into it. Okay. So, um, Hogwarts Legacy is an action pl- role-playing game played in third-person perspective, and it's set in the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry and its surrounding areas, influenced by the Wizarding World franchise. Oops, I forgot to get rid of the credits there. Um, The player can explore familiar locations such as Hogsmeade and the Forbidden Forest, and one of the many elements for the players is to attend classes. Each of the four known Hogwarts houses, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin, also offer a unique common room, and these rooms are only accessible for the player's current house chosen by the Sorting Hat, but like, if you don't like the choice that the sorting hat gave you, you can also choose. Um, so. And I heard that different, like, different house choices give you different, like, mini levels. Yes, it does give you, like, different um, side quests, yeah, like but they're not, quests. like, in, they're not, like, integral to the to the okay. game. It's just, like, to get extra stuff. Yeah. The game, the base game, like the base storyline itself is the same. It doesn't okay. matter what house you're in. Um, I mean, until the end. But like, yeah. the end is like the house cup ceremony, you know? And like, of course, the player's house has to win. Like, like in Harry yeah. Potter, Gryffindor always won. Like, that's just like part just of like it. It's like Hogwarts mystery. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. That's like not a spoiler at all. You always know. Yeah. Um, So, um, but during character creation, the player can choose their appearance, gender, and one of the four houses, and a player may also customize a character's voice and body type, and we were actually really amazed in the character creation portion, at least I was, that I was able to get a character, like, so similar to how I actually look. Like, there is a huge variety of, like, face shapes and face types and, like, hair color and length and And style and, like... Sean has even shown me, like, what his character looks like, and it looks exactly like him. Right? So, it's it's really cool that, the, and, like, oh my gosh, the skin tone spectrum is enormous. Like, a makeup like, brand can never? Yeah, yeah. Like, a makeup brand <laughs> wishes. Like, 
there is shades and colors of everything. Like, it's great. Yeah. Um, and just, like, I think as far as hair choices go, I think they they didn't have as many for, like, people with, like, really long hair. Like me, like, my hair comes all the way down to, like, the small yeah. of my back. Um, I have really long hair. But, um, so, but I had to settle for, like, shoulder, like, a little bit longer than shoulder length, which was okay. fine. But, like, and, like, the textures, there are so many textures, and they have, like, protective styles, like, braids and, and cornrows and all this stuff. Yes. Yeah, it's great. Level progression allows the player to access and upgrade different spells, talents, and abilities. Through in-game challenges, the player character um, gains experience points to gain levels. These challenges come in the form of combat, quests, exploration, and field guide pages. Well, yeah, has points. Oh. Sorry, I was just going to say, the field guide pages, like, they get added to your, like, source book. So you can go back yeah. and reference them and, like, learn about, like, stuff okay. around the castle. Well, house points for the four ha- Hogwarts houses play a part in the game's plot. They aren't influenced by player actions. exactly Um, what I mean. The player character learns to cast um, various magical spells, fruit potions, and master combat abilities. As players progress, they develop their own special combat style. And classes will be attended as a part of the story, advancing gameplay mechanics. Also, you need to to attend the classes to learn new spells and new abilities, as well as, like, gain new knowledge about things. Um... So p- player characters are also able to establish friendships. So so really quick, the reason we keep saying player characters is because you name the character whatever you want. It's like very personal and very immersive, which I yeah. personally love. Um, so they're referred to as player character because it is literally whatever you want. Yeah. Um, so player characters are also able to establish friendships with interactable non-player characters or NPCs. And as these relationships grow, schoolmates become companions who can accompany players on their journey, expand their abilities, and offer unique companion quests as players learn their stories. Some of the magical beasts of the game can also be held in a chosen um, vivarium, vivarium, which is a separate place where the player takes care of them. Players will be able to tame, care, and ride different magical beasts, including hippogriffs and thestrals. Other interactable magical creatures included are dragons, unicorns, measles, and puffskins. Some of these creatures can also be used in combat, such as mandrakes or cabbages, to stun enemies. I've gotten to the point where you can use cabbages. Okay. It's very funny. Because you'll be, like, in battle, and you're like, shwa, 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 cabbage! <laughs> you're like, you're like, stupefy, incendio, cabbage. Yeah. Like, <laughs> very funny. Yeah. So, moving on to the development, which is a little bit of a wild ride. Yeah. Yeah. Hogwarts Legacy was developed by Avalanche Software, which was acquired by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment from Disney in January of 2017. In the same year, Warner Brothers established um, a new publishing label named Portkey Games, which was dedicated to managing the Wizarding World license. The open world game was developed by utilizing the Unreal Engine, its fourth generation in particular, which I actually used Unreal Engine in my modeling class in high school. 
Oh, really? Yeah. That was, like, one of the main modeling softwares we would use. That's very funny. So, J.K. Rowling, the author of of the Harry Potter series, was not directly involved in development. However, Roner Bros acknowledged that her literary work served as the basis for all projects in the wizarding world. But, again, she, like, didn't get any say in what happened in the story. That's because a million years ago, she sold all of Harry Potter rights to Warner Bros. Yep. Just saying. Um, So, five years in the making... After five years in the making, experts estimate Hogwarts' legacy budget at $150 million, which, in playing the game... So, I have to preface this by saying that, like, Zach and I play on, like, a very, very top, top top-tier rig. Like very high quality computer and monitor and like it yeah. he has like all the bells and whistles you know everything max and he turns everything max like you know i don't know any of the specifics but like he's all yeah i just crank that shit and it's it's beautiful like yeah. absolutely gorgeous even on the even on a lesser quality system like i've seen people play it on like you know stuff that's not as high tech as like what he has it's still gorgeous like the 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 tapestries and like the the glass the glass uh ceilings and and stained glass windows just absolutely gorgeous so much artistry was put into this game and you could tell i have nothing really to say sorry i have to gush a gush about it just a little i think it's so pretty and i don't think that the artists get the credit that they deserve because of jk no so um, lead designer Troy Levitt stated that the studio held the flexibility to select the elements that fans were most enthusiastic about, and he also mentioned that Hogwarts Legacy was designed to give fans, quote, the Wizarding World experience, end quote, that they always desired while reading the books or watching the movies without any particular agenda or message, which I love. Yeah. Um, and it also takes place in a world that we've never seen before, so there's, like, no recognizable characters to be like, oh, you know? Yeah. Um, of course, I know that the headmaster's name is Black, and isn't he Headmaster Black that, like, the portrait from Order of the Phoenix? I think so, yes. So, like, that's really the only Potter character, but it's a portrait of him. Yeah, and, like, Weasley, Professor Weasley, who's, like, Ron's, like, great-great-great-great-great-grandmother or something like that. Or, like, aunt or something, Yeah. I think it's Graham. I think it's grandma. Grandmother? But I don't know. Oh. I can't remember. Honestly, it's so far removed, it doesn't even really matter. Exactly. Levitt resigned from both Avalanche Software and the Hogwarts Legacy Project after some backlash regarding um, he expressed support for a loosely organized movement called Gamergate. Uh, Gamergate. Gamergate. So sorry. Which targeted okay. women in the video game industry, most notably feminist media critic Anita Sarkeesian and video game de- developers Zoe Quinn and Rihanna Wu, among others. Also working I, in... Oh. Sorry, I kind of messed up this. It's supposed to say regarding his alleged expressed support. Okay. Also working in game design, Troy Johnson elaborated that with the advancements in modern technology and gaming consoles, it was possible to create a competent game based on the Wizarding World. So, 
Um, the open world of the game was intentionally designed to fulfill two primary goals. The first one, which is to allow players overall freedom while playing the game. And the second is to offer opportunities to craft a gaming experience that's highly personalized that can be enjoyed in the player's own unique way. So, in the matter of story development, narrative lead um, Moira Squire stated that it was important to pick a time period when no other heroes were around, and this made it possible to provide the player their own complete world to experience in a setting similar to that of Harry Potter and the Fantastic Beasts era. Yeah. The writing team focused on creating a diverse collection of characters for players to potentially identify with them in a positive way. Although the main cast is absent in Hogwarts Legacy, there are oh, yeah. a few familiar faces making an appearance, such as Nearly Headless Nick and Peeves Poltergeist. Um, the team also introduced a trans-inclusive character creator what? and the franchise's first so, transgender character, Serona Ryan. So, in the character creation, yeah, it's not like if you have to pick a gender. Oh, okay. You just, like, design your character. Yeah. And, like, you can have whatever hairstyle and whatever skin tone and whatever voice and all that. Okay. Because I, th- I know actually, that there's I a guy you... and a girl voice. Yes, there is too, but it's, um, you, you slide it on, like, a scale. And once you go beyond a certain point, then you start going into pitches and stuff. Okay. Um, I know, actually, I think, I think you do have to choose whether you're a witch or a wizard for, like, house like rooming stuff yeah and like but like you can change a lot okay and this is kind of like a the first time we've seen in like a large scale like multi-universal yeah. game like this where you have something like that okay and then also like you mentioned franchise's first transgender character is senora ryan yes which i had serona. heard about that character serona Yes, I say, I keep saying Senora. I don't know because it looks like Senora, and I'm like, ah, yes, the Spanish teacher at Hogwarts, <laughs> which is not true. That's not what no, her character it, is at all, true, right? Um, I haven't gotten there yet. I don't know. Oh, okay. And I don't remember from like looking at media, and I feel bad for not remembering. But uh, no, actually, hold on. I think you do meet her at like the Three Broomsticks or something like that. And I think it's like yes. an adult, but I, I don't remember very well. Yes, hold on. She's the proprietress of the Three Broomsticks in Hogsmeade. There you go. See, see, I, I something like that. <laughs> um, she was a Ravenclaw. Ooh. So, um, Boston Madsen, environmental lead for the creation of Hogwarts, emphasized the importance of creating environmental elements close to the source material of the Harry Potter books. Madsen stated that even though it's Avalanche's software's version, excuse me, Avalanche software's version of Hogwarts, it is made to be easily recognizable and it needs to be recognizable for like the immersion. Uh Uh-huh. Um, game director Alan, too, also added that they aim to go beyond the expected areas to let people discover new locations and undiscovered chambers. Two and Madsen further explained that they endeavored to provide each common room of the four Hogwarts houses as a unique experience to its members, which is further amplified by the addition of uniquely created music for each house. Excuse me. 
The overarching aim was to create a welcoming atmosphere that fosters a sense of nostalgia and belonging. And let me just say, the Slytherin common room is still under the lake. <gasps> Yay. Yeah, I loved that. I went up to the window and I was like, oh, yes! And Hufflepuff's um, next to the kitchen? I don't know. I'm not a Hufflepuff, so I don't know. I'd have to. We'd have to find a Hufflepuff. Okay. I think Zach's in Hufflepuff. I'll ask. Okay. The Magic Village Hogsmeade was created to feature well-known establishments like the Three Broomsticks Inn, a popular gathering place for both villagers and students. Um, others created locations in the other created locations in the area include Hog's Head, an inn with a less favorable reputation, and Zonko's, the go-to store for novelty tricks. The game was designed to feature less densely populated areas, offering players plenty of opportunities for exploration, where they may discover a variety of local flora and fauna to use in spell and potion crafting. Which I definitely have done. I've like, I like wandered down and just like every time you pass something that like pops up as like collectible, I'm all grab, 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 grab. That would be me playing the game. I would never finish the game. Oh, dude, I've been playing for hours and I have like gotten through this much of the story. Like a teeny, teeny, tiny bit. Sean plays story and then we'll go in and like actually explore the world. Um, but Yeah. And he's in Ravenclaw, so he's shown me some of Ravenclaw's common room. He is in Hog. He is in Hufflepuff. I'm just asking. I said, is the common room still next to the kitchen? <laughs> um. But yeah, Sean's in Ravenclaw, and their common room is gorgeous. Yeah. This they're from what I've seen, they're all gorgeous. Yes. But I'm a little partial to the Slytherin one. It is like. It's got this, like, old world, like, Victorian style Ooh, vibe. Yeah. And it's, Hufflepuff, like, very it looks Slytherin. like something out of um, Lord of the Rings. I knew it! Like the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. I haven't even yeah. watched Lord of the Rings. But you know. But it looks like where all the hobbits live. Yeah, like the Shire. Yeah, the Shire. Yeah. No, and, like, like Slytherin has these super tall ceilings, and it's, like, ugh, yeah. Just, glass gorgeous so you know in um deathly hallows part two when they're oh wait they don't go there but in the book how they talk about the like windy staircase in Mm -hmm. ravenclaw with all the libraries Mm -hmm. they made that yeah and that's like the entrance and you have to go down all the stairs to like get to where all the like um rooms and stuff are oh and it's like that yeah that's cool So, um, before any official statement on the development or release of Hogwarts Legacy, gameplay footage leaked in 2018. Hogwarts Legacy was officially announced at PlayStation, excuse me, at a PlayStation 5 event in September of 2020 with a planned release for PlayStation 4, 5, Windows, Xbox One, and Xbox Series XS in 2021. It was delayed, it was delayed twice, first Mm -hmm. to 22, and then later to February 10th of 23, which is when it was actually released. Mm-hmm. The game's PS4 and Xbox One versions were also delayed twice from its February 2023 launch to May. Okay. He said, yes, lots of stuff around. Yay. 
Um, the game was also made available in three versions, namely Standard Edition, Deluxe Edition, and Collector's Edition. I could not find what the difference was. Okay. So if somebody out there knows, let me know, because I would like to know. I don't understand what the difference is. Yeah. Um, buyers of the Standard Edition also had the option to upgrade to the Deluxe Edition by buying the additional content separately. Additional, okay, so I guess maybe there's other stuff. I don't know. Um, early access was made available to people who had pre-ordered the game's physical collector's edition or deluxe edition on console or PC on February 7th, 2023. That was Sean. That's what Sean did. He, cause he started playing it on February 7th. Are you looking up what the difference is or are you just... Yes. So the deluxe ed- edition, um... I guess it comes with a Dark Arts pack, a Thestral Mount, Dark Arts cosmetic set, and Dark Arts Battle Arena. So it's just, like, stuff. It's not, like, story. I guess. That's all just, like, stuff. It has nothing to do with the actual story. I... Sure. Okay. Whatever. The game made several lists of the most anticipated games of 2023, CNET, CNN, Den of Geek, GameSpot, IGN, PC Games, NPR, Polygon, Time, VentureBeat, and VG247. To promote the game, a specifically designed DualSense controller, the Revelio controller, was released at the game's launch in the U.S. and U.K. as a limited edition. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. So now we're getting into the controversy about it. And here's the deal. We're not going to include any opinions on this controversy. Like, I have my thoughts. The world have their thoughts. We are solely stating what happened and the reactions to it. Yes. So, I just wanted to put that out there. We're not going to say... Our thoughts about it, our opinions on anything. The only thing I say I think is I think that the artists were snubbed, but that's like not having to do with any of this. That's like other stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, just a preference. This is what the internet says happened. Don't blame me, blame Wikipedia. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, following the release of the first gameplay trailer in March of 2022, the game received criticism for basing its basing it in the Goblin Revolu- Rebellion era of the Wizarding World of Jesus. Sorry, let me try this again, Kara. Hmm. This makes me nervous. Talking about this stuff makes me nervous. I'm like, I don't want to get canceled. Um. Do following the release of the f- this? huh? Do we just want to erase this part then? No, because I feel like people are going to get mad if we don't talk about it too. True. Following the release of the first gameplay trailer in March of 2022, the game received criticism for basing it in the Goblin Rebellion era of Wizarding World history, with the game's storyline focusing on the player suppressing a Goblin Rebellion. The Wizarding World lore surrounding Goblins has previously been accused of being based on anti-Semitic tropes. Um, The criticism stemmed from the belief that the game's core message was that the minority Goblin group should be considered the enemy for rebelling against their oppressor and fighting for freedom and equal rights. However, the portrayal of goblins in both the game and the larger Harry Potter universe have been defended by some. The non-governmental organization 
Campaign Against Anti-Semitism, which is a pretty, they're a pretty big group. Like, they've had, they've been having a lot of advertisements out recently. Um, Argued that the depiction is consistent with how goblins have been portrayed in Western literature over centuries and is not evidence of malice on the part of contemporary artists. The statement also commended Rowling for her tireless efforts in defending the Jewish community. In exchange with the Times of Israel, Travis Northup of IGN agreed with the idea that the game contained anti-Semitic tropes. He pointed out that the story... Yes. Yes. Um, He pointed out that the story did not feature a group of goblins controlling banks or attempting to seize power, but rather focused on a single goblin who rebelled against the wizarding world's demands of denying magical access to his kind. Jewish comedian and political commentator John Stewart, who was previously reported by several media to have made the same accusations, retorted the next day that he was misrepresented and that he did not think the Goblin's portrayal in Harry Potter or J.K. Rowling herself were anti-Semitic. Following Hogwarts Legacy early release, let me restart that. Following Hogwarts Legacy's early access release on February 7th of 2023, some content creators and streamers were criticized and harassed by others opposed to Rowling's views for promoting and broadcasting the game. As a result, some streamers ultimately decided to not stream the game at all, with Polygon noting that it occurred either in favor of ongoing protests or for fear of harassment. Despite the efforts Despite... to boycott, go ahead. Despite the efforts to boycott the game, its viewership on live streaming t- service Twitch peaked at a record-breaking 1.27 million concurrent views on February 7th. This made Hogwarts Legacy the most watched single-player game of all time by peak viewers on the platform. Hogwarts Legacy became a subject of contention in response to Rowling's controversial views on transgender people. Many in opposition to Rowling called for a boycott of the game as a means of showing solidarity with the transgender community and to impede the financial benefits she would receive from its release. Others felt that Hogwarts Legacy should be separated from the views of its universe's creator, which, you know, we've said multiple times on the show that that's the only way to continue enjoying the, the fandom and, like, yeah, that's the philosophy I've had. Yeah. That Those are just our opinions on it. I mean, like, yeah. that's the only way to... Because it's something that we have enjoyed for so long. So, kind of... Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's the only opinion we'll input. Next. <laughs> on behalf of Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, and in light of the controversy, President David Haddad stated that Rowling has the right to hold her personal viewpoint. Several weeks before the game's launch, actor Sebastian Croft, who voiced the protagonist in the game, distanced himself from Rowling's views. Writing for GameSpot, the transgender YouTuber Jesse Earle wrote that those on each side of the debate should come to their own conclusions. While she felt it was not wrong to want to play Hogwarts Legacy, those who did should not claim to be supportive of the trans community. Yep. 
that's 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 what happened according to wikipedia according to wikipedia yes so now lightening up the mood a little bit going moving on to like the reception of the game actually um, so, according to review aggregator um, Metacritic, Hogwarts Legacy received, quote, generally favorable reviews, end quote, based on 20 reviews for PC, um, 92 reviews for the PlayStation 5, and 19 reviews for the Xbox Series X. The game was nominated for, quote, most anticipated game, end quote, at the Game Awards 2022, and for most wanted game at the Golden Joystick Awards in 2022. The environments and visuals were lauded by cre- um, by critics, with the majority of praise for the reception of Hogwarts Castle. Games Radar Plus complimented the world as being faithful to the existing Wizarding World lore, and Destructoid lauded the overall um, presentation and positive synergy with the universe. Which is 100% true. Deserved. Yes. 100%. Absolutely gorgeous. Graphics, yeah. mwah, 10 out of 10. Further praise was directed at the castle's level of detail. Push Square highlighted the level of atmosphere and visual um, presentation, finding it made aimless activities like walking around Hogwarts enjoyable. The surrounding areas set in the Scottish Highlands received similar plaudits, though some thought that other areas were not as engaging. You can't make everything, like, the most beautifully engaging, you know, then you never get anything done. Some of it has to be boring. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. You gotta, you gotta have some boring parts to push the story along. Otherwise, you're just gonna be wandering around the castle for, like, three days. I did that. I did that for, like, two hours where I just wandered around the castle looking up. Like, I ADHD so hard on it and just love it. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Um... The gameplay elements received varying reviews. PC Gamer praised Legacy's simple but harmonious systems, such as its take on wizard duels and building a personalized living space in the Room of Requirement. Um, Eurogamer Germany lauded the attention to detail in motivating the player to explore the world. They highlighted the atmospheric music and were impressed by the design of some of the game's quests and puzzles. Destructoid complemented the range of activities and unlockables, but found the game unremarkable overall, and contributing to the experience being, quote, wrapped in a flawed open-world shell, end quote. NME similarly wrote that the game design felt dated, attributing this to its long development cycle. I had to, okay, I had to do a little interjection here. I personally disagree. I am a, I'm an open world fanatic. I'm somebody who loves open world because you get to just explore and figure stuff out on your own. Yeah. And I don't think that it's fair to, I don't think it's fair to bash on the game for that because that's the style of the game. Like, I find that the people who are most critical of the fact that it's open world are the people who don't like playing open world games. You know, so like you can't. I feel like that's not a fair criticism. I can't. Agree I don't know. With that. That's just my opinion, though. I'm, you know, I I'm like a little baby gamer. I do very little, and I personally love open world games. Yeah. So when you know people are bashing on them, it hurts my heart a little bit. 
They're my fave. I love open world games. I love getting to explore and find, like, go into the corner and find a puzzle, you know? And, yeah. uh, and, uh, and a chest filled with coins and, like, that kind of stuff. I love that stuff. Like, I try to complete a game as much as possible. Like, the last few times I've played the Lara Croft game, I have spent hours exploring forests and doing side quests, and yeah. I still only get, like, 75% completed. And I'm like, bruh, where is the yeah. rest of it? It drives me nuts. I have to complete the whole thing. Yeah. The combat was generally praised. PC Games N called it the game's strongest aspect. The AV Club deemed it as the most interesting feature, calling it more challenging fight, calling the more challenging fights um, legitimately thrilling. GameSpot described the combat in spells as giving, quote, a, sen- a great sense of power, end quote, for the player, though criticized the spell selecting controls and the uninteresting enemy designs. Game Informer similarly lamented the enemies for lacking in variety. They're, they're, that's another thing. It's the wizarding world. There's only so much you can do in terms of like, yeah, it's it's the, the parameters are like this. Yeah, I don't know. I just mm. I defend it. I'm I I feel like I need to defend it because there's so much negativity about that kind of stuff. I think it's beautiful. I think they did a good job. Good job, artists. You worked so hard. Yeah. So. Uh, now we're going to move on to sales and uh, the general, like, reception by the public, not just by critics. Um, so, which is even better because yeah. the public were like, screw you, critics. Like, we love it. Um, on the 23rd of February of 2023, Warner Bros. Discovery announced that the game had sold more than 12 million copies in its first two weeks, generating $850 million in global sales. Due to Steam's rules on separating pre-orders and official releases, Hogwarts Legacy occupied the first four spots on the platform's sales chart at some point during its first week of release. Four. The first four. One, two, three, four. All Hogwarts Legacy. Wow. Um, On PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series XS, Hogwarts Legacy placed atop of the console's sales charts before its official launch. Wow. In Europe, Hogwarts Legacy launch sales placed at the sixth biggest launch for a video game since the creation of the European monthly charts. In the UK, the game became the biggest launch of any Harry Potter video game, topping the boxed chart in its debut week. Analysts compared the first week of sales to Elden Ring, noting that the physical and digital sales were up by 80% and 88% respectively. Wow. Yeah. It remained at the top of UK physical charts for an additional four weeks. That's insane. Yeah. In Japan, Hogwarts Legacy debuted atop the software sales chart with the PlayStation 5 version selling 67,196 physical copies. The game remained one additional week at the top spot, and as of March 2nd, 2023, accumulated a total of 139,535 physical copies sold. Legacy has sold more than 600,000 copies in Germany within a period of two and a half weeks, making it one of the most successful games of both 
2022 and 2023. On, go ahead, you go. On February 22nd of 2023, Warner Brothers Games announced that Hogwarts Legacy had been played for a collected amount of 267 million hours. Shortly after the game broke company records for Warner Brothers games by reaching 280 million hours played. And that number is still climbing. I wouldn't be surprised if by now we're already at like 380 million. Yeah. I would not be surprised at all. Same. Um as of March 16th of 2023, Legacy accumulated more than 400 million hours playing across all playable... Oh, see? There it is. 400 million hours as of March 16th. <laughs> and that's 16th. on March 16th, and this is March 25th. Yeah. I forgot I included that. Um, in further regards to player engagement, Hogwarts Legacy reached a peak of over 489,000 concurrent players on Steam during its early access. This is the coolest part, which made it... The second highest player count peak for any single player game, only behind Cyberpunk 2077. Which, okay, okay to, to those who don't speak game, um, <laughs> this means that this was the highest player count of like people playing on Steam at the exact same time for a game that only is single player. So like it's wow. not like an it's not like an online RPG, right? Like where you're yeah. playing against other people. No, it's just one person playing one like playing the storyline and so it's the second highest player count at the same time um only behind cyberpunk 2077 so after its release the game and that was just that was just the pre-release wow yeah so after its official release the game doubled nearly doubled its concurrent player record during release weekend, peaking at over 879,000 concurrent players. Wow. Yeah. So this game is the eighth highest concurrent player peak ever on Steam. Um, And again, it's the only, it's one of two that is single player. Um, And it's only preceded by... um, Oh, let's see. How do we want to go? Top to bottom or bottom to top? Yeah, do top. Um, I think bottom to top. top. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if Hogwarts Legacy is eighth, it's preceded by number seven, New World, at um, 913,000 players. Um, Number six, Elden Ring, at 953,000. Next is Cyberpunk 2077 at a million. All these numbers are rounded, by the way. They're rounded to the nearest even number. Yeah. Um, so they're all estimate. Um, f- number four is Dota 2, which is at 1.2 million. Number three is Lost Ark at 1.3 million. Uh, number two is Counter-Strike Global Offensive at 1.4 million. And number one is PUBG Battleground at 3.2 million. So we have that yeah. huge jump between PUBG and Counter-Strike. But, you know, those are like two of the most popular games right now. Well, yeah. two of the most popular games in a long time. Um, but Hogwarts Legacy has beat out games like Apex Legends, Fallout 4, Among Us, Grand Theft wow. Auto 5, and Call of Duty 2 Modern Warfare Warzone 2.0. I've only played one of those games, so those five you just mentioned. They're all really popular games. I know, but I've only it's, played it's, one of them. 
You've only played one. Yeah, it was Among Us. Is it us. Among Us? Of course. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see what number those are all at, but like, they're yeah. they're down there. I, I think mean, Among I us... played it in 2020 when it was like just gaining its big popularity. Yeah, and again, this is all for like on Steam. Like, it's not for yeah. a console. Um, just because you can't you can't know how many concurrent players there are on console. So, okay. um, so this is like all on Steam because it's online, right? You could see how many people are yeah. playing the game. Um, I use so, Steam. I have Steam yeah. on my computer right now. Yeah. So this is for this is for the amount of people playing the game at the exact same time, yes. which which is still pretty freaking amazing. Yeah. So, is there any yeah. other like things you want to talk about the game? I'm reading your notes, and you've pretty much talked about all of them. Um. Let me see here. I think there's a few little things. Um, so I can tell a little thing while you're looking at your notes. Huh. So Sean recently got his own interactive wand that is like a, his own wand and he got it yeah. to look exactly like his in Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. And he keeps talking about how it's his wand in the game and how he's like now at Universal like doing all the spells and stuff. I, I would also do the same. Yeah. Let me see here. Okay. There are a few things. Um, I think getting the wand at Ollivander's is really cool. Okay. Um, I think it's very similar to, like, the in-park and, like, on-screen experience. Yeah. Which I think is really fun. The one – so I know I've been, like, gushing about it. But, like, the one criticism I have is, like, the open door function. Because you have to, like, smack your face into it for, like, two seconds before it actually opens. Like, like literally, you're, like, walking into a door before it opens. Like, that's, like, the one criticism I have is, like, I just want to, like, press X and open the door. Like. Yeah. Um, yeah, rather than having to, like, walk into the door and then it opens. Um, like, personally, it kind of takes me out of the immersion. Like, it just that one thing breaks me out of it. I'm like, damn. Um, yeah. But we actually recently, for Zach's birthday, I got him lights that go on, like, the back of his monitor. And they, like, read what's on the screen. And it, like, lights up the wall behind the screen the same as, like, what's going on. Oh, my gosh. Playing this game with those lights? Gorgeous. Insane. Yeah. You, like, shoot a spell and the light will, like, flash that color. Yeah. It's so cool. I played Portal with the lights, too, and on his rig. I have never seen Portal look more beautiful than on that computer. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, actually, it is so pretty. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, let me see here. I I think another thing is, like, you know, you can never please everybody, especially when it's, like, a game. And so I think this is this something that definitely, like, fits that. Um. But I think that you can't discount the amazing job that the artist did. I've said it a few times. Yeah. It's They did a great job. And you can tell that they put in so much attention to detail with, like, the tapestries and the stained glass windows and the marble flooring and the statues yeah. and the environment. Like, they they the reason it took so much time, you can tell. Yeah. And there's, like, so much care and love put into this. Like, you can tell, like, they're, they're, they just put everything into it. And I mm-hmm. absolutely love it. I think it's great. Um, 
yeah I don't think I don't think that it's fair that they're getting snubbed of accolades they did that they deserve and like the recognition that they deserve because they do um and uh yeah I I definitely don't like look if you don't want to play the game that's your choice but I don't think you should let this is this is getting into me my personal opinion I don't think that letting her opinions about yeah. things should be deterring from something that she really didn't have anything to do with. I agree. Like, she literally had nothing to do with it, and they stated it multiple times. Like, yes, Harry Potter is the influence, and if, like, that is something that you can't get behind and that you're really uncomfortable with, then you be you, man. Like, you, you, you know, everybody has yeah. their own preferences and thoughts about that kind of stuff, and if that's really something that's not for you, totally fine. But I don't think... You know, if you're kind of on the fence, I don't think you should let it dissuade you because it's it's really good and yeah. I enjoy it a lot. Yep, that's my thoughts. Okay. Also, I love all the NPCs and I want to take them home. I want to put them in a little baggie and just carry them home. That's new. We should do this with Hogwarts Mystery, the like mobile game. <laughs> I also want you to react to the such it's such a stupid plot line. I would love to get your reaction of me just like reading out what happens. Yes, down. I think I've had that in our like ideas for episodes for a while. It's just like never come up. Here's the deal. I think Hogwarts Mystery has been out long enough that like if you were gonna play it, you would have played it by now. Yeah. Like, this game is brand new. Not everybody's had a chance to get a through bigger, it yet. Even po- a bigger podcast, let alone the largest, one of the largest Potter podcasts, have done, like, a whole thing reacting to it at his live show. So, like... Yeah, we can... I'm basing it, now. it off of him because it's Potterless by Mike Schubert. Yeah. And he's one of the largest Potter podcasts. Yeah. And now one of the largest Percy Jackson podcasts. You go, Mike Schubert. We should have I, him on the show. I, I really want to have him on the show. Be like, so Mike, what was your childhood? Yeah, what was your childhood if you didn't read Harry Potter, like Percy Jackson? He's talked about Game of Thrones, Avatar The Last Airbender, like how he he didn't watch those, like all these other things. And I'm like, what did you do? To be fair... He's a little bit older than us, so maybe it was something else at that point in time. I don't know. Yeah. It was Potter. That that was the well, big thing yeah. at the time. In Twilight. Anyway. That's those are my thoughts. That's the situation. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. Um Yeah, I like it a lot. I think it's really pretty. Thanks. Also, I freaking love those cabbages, man. I need you to watch Avatar the Last Airbender because there's a scene that I'm My Cabbages! Of. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Cabbage Man. Yeah. Who is being voiced by his original voice, or the original voice actor is coming to play him in the live action I saw that. movie or whatever. So shall we do Phantom News? Yeah, good thing is last episode was so short. Yes. So a date was finally released for guests to be welcome for the first time to Lighthouse Point, which is going to be Disney's new island, kind of like Castaway Cay is for the Disney Cruise Line. So this new island is going to be in the Bahamas at Lighthouse Point, 
and they will be welcoming for the first time for cruises beginning in June of 2024, headlining a season full of new and popular itineraries around the world, including the Mediterranean, Northern Europe, Alaska, and the Caribbean. And with that, we got all of summer up until end of September of 2024 sailing dates. Nice. Which means I have figured out when I'm doing my cruise. Yeah! Reservations are now available for the limited time celebrating Disney 100 at the Disneyland Resort guided tour starting April 7th. Get the unique opportunity to chat with an animator at Animation Academy and explore DCA and Disneyland Park as a living story. Which Walt Disney World did not get that. So this is continuing. The Disney 100 being mistaken as a Disneyland thing. Yep. Because Disneyland has not been around for 100 years, y'all. It's no. not even close. We're at, like, maybe 75. Yep. So, de- um, Descendants, The Rise of Red at, um, on Disney Plus has cast Alex Boniello, who was well-known for his role as Connor Murphy in Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway, alongside Andrew Barth Feldman, is going to be playing the Jack of Diamonds. Hmm. Smash is finally headed to Broadway for the 2024-2025 season, directed by Susan Stroman, with, an, with a score by Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman. This year's Halloween Horror Nights event at Universal Studios Florida will start on September 1st and run through October 31st, and tickets are now on sale for this event. Hold on. No houses have been released yet, or scare zones, but tickets are released, y'all. Yay. Um, let's see here. Liana Hunt, Jelani Ramey, Nathaniel Heckman, and more complete the cast of Back to the Future, the musical on Broadway. John Hamm has joined the cast of the Mean Girls movie musical as Coach Carr. And then also one that's like not really official, but um, the world premiere of The Outsiders musical has started here in San Diego. And the rumor is it's going to Broadway, baby. I saw, and I forget what cruise line it is, Beetlejuice is about to set sails on some cruise line. See, there we go. Get which cruise line it was. And then I couldn't find any articles about it when I went to go look it up, but that's a rumor, I guess. There we go, another rumor. All the rumors are true, yeah. That's gonna be a video we release. We're gonna do like like we're gonna we're gonna bring this back up in a few weeks. Carol, remind us about this. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Infantiles. We are proud part of the Real Fans Podcast Network. That's right, and if you wanna check out more shows on the network, you can find them at RF4RM.com. Join us next week where we will be talking about the theme parks and the hotel for Starbucks Galaxy in Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And subscribe to us on YouTube. Please leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you thought of the show. And remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FanFatalesPod for the latest updates. Now, Emma, where can the people find you on social media? So my Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter are all at Emma, which is going to be S-N-I-P-P-Y-E-M-M-A. What about you, Gabs? I'm at Gabby Gent pretty much everywhere. That's G-A-B-Y-J-E-N-T. Our editing is by the wonderful Carolyn Smyer. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Bye! Bye. Bye. If you're interested in this episode, do not forget to find a company there about.